Like sometimes it seems like it makes more sense to pray to a potato because at least you can see it and touch it. And if it doesn't give you what you want, at least you can eat it and, and try again with like a carrot or something. But here's the thing, Jesus told us to pray and he taught his disciples to pray. And in fact, he prayed all the time. So what are we missing? Because from, from what I know of Jesus, he wasn't really into weird magical incantations or manipulating God who actually was himself to, to get what he wanted. So really, what is prayer? And why do we do it? And then the next episode, how do we do it? Yeah. Because we're starting a new series. And we're wearing flannels together. Oh, we are. It's like we coordinated it. It's flannel day, everybody. My shirt says Hawaii is calling and I must go. What's your shirt say underneath? Never doubt Rip City. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, welcome to <laughs> Together for Salem. I'm Monica. This is Aaron. You're watching Cross Creek Community Church's online content. And we're starting a new series. Mm -hmm. A short one on prayer. It's not that complicated. So. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. I mean, I think we make it complicated. So if you've ever like struggled with prayer or wondered uh, why pray if God's in control or is there even a God listening, why should I pray? This is the message that might help you or give you more things to think about. And it also might prompt some questions. So we welcome them at Cross Creek. We're a place where you don't have to believe to belong. And if you wanna ask a question, you can do that via the welcome form or on our website, yourcrossword.com slash welcome or sending us an email. You but have options. You have options. But I think that you're going to be encouraged by this short message on prayer. And yeah, I think that let's start it. Let's Great. start this series. Well, why don't we do that right now? Okay. some technical difficulties in the audio in this episode. We apologize. Prayer. Whether you're a Jesus follower or not, I'm guessing you've at least tried it, right? Or at the very least, you've been annoyed waiting to eat that delicious family meal while that religious aunt or uncle drones on and on blessing the meal. See, prayer's not really unique to Christianity. Every religion has some type of, of prayer as part of its observances. But what is prayer? What is it? We all pray, but we don't all know why we pray. For some, prayer seems like the most important thing in the world. And, and for others, maybe, maybe even you, it's the reason you gave up on Christianity. Maybe you prayed some, some pretty heavy stuff in a very desperate time, and all you really got was silence out of it. Like sometimes it seems like it makes more sense to pray to a potato because at least you can see it and touch it and if it doesn't give you what you want at least you can eat it and, and try again with like a carrot or something. Prayer also is seen often as a, a religious or mystical version of sitting on Santa's lap. Right? Like using using the right words and having a serious pious tone which really sounds more like a magical incantation than anything else in order to to get what you want from you know the great sky daddy 
But here's the thing. Jesus told us to pray. And he taught his disciples to pray. And in fact, he prayed all the time. So what are we missing? Because from, from what I know of Jesus, he wasn't really into weird magical incantations or manipulating God, who actually was himself, to, to get what he wanted. So really, for two episodes, let's talk about what is prayer, and why do we do it, and then in the next episode, how do we do it? And see, the truth is so much better than you might think. In fact, there's good news with prayer, because prayer actually shows us that what we really want is available. See, true prayer is the difference between religious observance and a loving relationship. And so in Matthew 6, Matthew was a disciple of Jesus's, and he kind of wrote down a biography of Jesus's life. In Matthew 6, we see one of the most famous passages of the Bible. We call it the Lord's Prayer, right? Our Father who art in heaven, that type of thing. But before we see Jesus teaching that prayer, he actually introduces it and gives us an insight into prayer overall. So basically what we're going to look at is God giving instructions on praying. Kind of, kind of important, right? And Jesus knew something about human nature. See, we usually pray to get either the attention or the things we want. When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth, that is all of the reward they will ever get. So Jesus, living in a very different culture than ours, a very religious culture, a very organized religious culture. And so for this culture, the more observant and knowledgeable you are about your religion, the more honor you would get. And so praying in a synagogue was an honor you definitely wanted. Like, you really wanted everyone to see you pray it up real good in front of the town. And so the leaders loved that attention. They were like, look at how religious and holy I am. Obviously, I'm important. And maybe you want to become my disciple and give me some of the money, you know? And Jesus says, don't do that, John. Like, what is that about? And really, this idea of, like, impressing people with our prayers. It's not really much of an issue in our culture, if you think about it, except for some religious or political leaders who use prayer and religion to impress others and, and get influence or votes. We usually, we usually use other things to impress people, right? Which is really a, a whole other series. And there is a place for praying in public. Jesus isn't saying don't ever pray in public. There is a place to pray as a group. In fact, we do that at our bi-monthly gatherings as Cross Creek. The difference, really, is why they're praying. For the hypocrites that Jesus was talking about, they weren't wanting to communicate with God or anything like that. They wanted to communicate a message to the people that were listening. A message that they were the special ones. They were holy. They were important. They were wanting to get the attention on them. And Jesus says, those guys... They got, they got what they wanted. They got the attention. That's all they're going to get from those prayers. But for us right now, watching and listening to this, see, instead of trying to get other people's attention, we try to use prayer to get God's attention, don't we? See, it's the thing like, maybe we don't say these words, but it's what we're thinking. God, are you, are you listening? I need this. I want this. Or, God, look, I'm praying. 
I, I'm setting aside my time, my time to pray for you. Aren't you happy with me now? Which, of course, the reverse gets put on people of ourselves. Oh, I, I don't pray enough, so now I feel guilty, and God's probably mad at me, right? And so let's go deeper into that. See, we pray, why? Because we want there to be someone listening, right? Think of that desperate prayer you've prayed. And whether you were sure someone was listening or not, you wanted there to be someone listening. We all want there to be someone who hears us, who cares about us, and who can do something about our situation. And so here's the good news I was talking about. There is someone, and we don't have to try to get his attention. But when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your Father in private. Then your Father, who sees everything, will reward you. See, prayer isn't about getting anyone's attention. Not even about getting God's attention. We don't have to pray to be noticed. We get to pray because we are known. See, we already have God's attention. Jesus said, pray to your Father. Jesus made God our own personal heavenly Father. He didn't present him as some distant force or some cosmic essence who's, you know, aloof and unattached, who has, has his face in his phone and you got to keep tapping him to get his attention. No. Jesus taught, demonstrated, and proved that God knows you, sees you, and listens to you. And that he is intimately involved and interested in your life. Let that sink in. God knows you and is interested in your life. So if you think about it, prayer really is acknowledging there is a God who cares and listens to us. See, prayer is an opportunity to personally practice and enjoy trusting God. When we pray, what we're really saying is, God, I believe you exist, or at least I'm hoping or trying to believe you exist. I'm choosing to trust you, trust that you hear me, trust that you, you care about me. So here's what I'm dealing with. Here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm feeling. Here's what I'm worrying about. Here's what I'm thankful for. Because real prayer is a personal conversation, not an attention-grabbing ritual. But that takes us to what most of us actually use prayer for. Getting what we want, getting what we need, right? When you pray, don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. I don't know if that sounds familiar, familiar at all to you. It kind of does to me. But in this Greco-Roman world, their religion, right? The Greek-Roman religion, of, they had many gods polytheistic. So they tried to appease as many gods as possible because you had the god of the sea, the god of the sun, the god of you know, childbirth, and all that kind of stuff. So they tried to appease as many gods as possible to have their blessing or to avoid their wrath. And so they believed they needed to get the god's attention by praying the same thing over and over, kind of like kids. Lewis! 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 Mom! Mom! Mommy! Mommy! Mommy, mama, mama, ma, 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 mom, mom, mommy, 
Mummy! Mama! 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 What? Hi. <laughs> and they also believed the words they used had power. So they had to use the right words because those words had a magical power to them. So they needed to learn the right words. And so the more often these power words were used, the more powerful the magic or the more powerful the prayer. In fact, correct repetition was more important than the attitude or the intention. Stop, stop, stop. You're going to take someone's eye out. Besides, you're saying it wrong. It's Leviosa, not Leviosa. Which honestly is why there were actually spell books. We read about in Acts people burning their spell books because they wanted to learn the secret magic words to use in their prayers. And so the, in the Greeks and the Romans tried to manipulate their gods into doing what they wanted by having the right prayers. And if, if you're a person who prays or you know people who pray, we kind of often do the same thing, don't we? I mean, at least we think it can't hurt. Like, we, we want to use the right words in our prayer. And I've actually heard a lot of sermons about using the right words in our prayer. So you start your prayer with, Dear God, where God's like, oh, oh, there, someone's talking to me. I should pay attention now. And then as we're praying, like, Lord God, we just ask that, Lord God, you know, that you you help us, Lord God. And he's probably like, oh, okay, good. They're using my name. So they're still talking to me. I should, I should, I should pay attention. And then we end it. And, and in Jesus' name, I pray that, oh, well, God's saying now I have to because they use the power name of Jesus. I got to do what they say. And you have to end your prayer with amen. That way. God knows we're done, and now he doesn't have to listen to anything else we do and how we treat others, right? And of course, if we're listening to someone else pray this way, the rules are we have to we have to like be involved. And we have to say things like, hallelujah, or yes, God. Or at the very least, we have to move. Like, oh Lord, I just pray for, for her right now. Mmm. Right? We, we do the move. Here's here's an here's an extreme example. Exercise judgment right now. Because we in have. In the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Standing in the office of the prophet of God, I execute judgment on you, COVID 19. Oh, and we also think not just the right words, but also the, the right pattern or formula, right? So, first, when you pray, you acknowledge God. You, you tell him things about himself. God, you are powerful and. So you tell him things about himself, and then you thank him for the things he's given you, and then once you butter him up, then you can ask him for something. And I know there are good reasons for these that these types of things exist to kind of teach us about prayer and that type of stuff. But for many in the Christian culture, these really these things really just become part of a routine of religious prayer. And now maybe you're listening or watching, and you have no idea what I'm talking about with this stuff. And that idea intimidates you a little bit, right? Like, honestly, how many of you, if I asked you to pray out loud in public, would be afraid that you wouldn't do it right? What's that about? It's this feeling that we have to know the secret words or the, or the right phrases or have the right cadence. Then that we have to be good at praying. But Jesus says that's not how God works. See, when our focus is on intimate prayer, we don't have to be intimidated by prayer. Don't be like them. 
for your father knows exactly what you need even before you ask him. Jesus says, don't be like those people. Don't be like those Gentiles, those pagans, right? Why? Why shouldn't we be like them? Because, he says, your father knows you. Your father knows you. Your father knows you. I know we don't all have great fathers, but God's the epitome of the perfect father, the perfect parent, the, the perfect mother hen covering her chicks. That is our father, God. Your father knows you, knows everything about you. And your father knows you, you personally, your personal personality that he made on purpose. He knows you. You don't have to try to get his attention. He is paying attention already. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to worry about saying saying it right or, or getting the right cadence of the right words or anything because real prayer is built on relationship, not manipulation. You don't have to butter God up to get what you want or to, to get him to, to hear us. He is the Father who loves to give. He is the Father who is eager to give to us everything we need for our enjoyment. He wants us to know and enjoy him, to actually have a relationship with him. That's why Jesus came, for us to have a relationship with God, to give us direct access to God, where we, we don't need priests, we don't need a temple, we don't need sacrifices. There is no holy place to go to to be closer to God. There's no secret wording or secret phrasing in, to get us closer to him or, or better access to him. He is here with you now, and he wants you to know it and trust it and enjoy it. See, the difference between other religions and Christianity, and really the best way to understand true prayer, is to understand who it's actually for. Prayer is not a sacrifice for God. Prayer is a gift for us. God doesn't get mad when we haven't prayed enough or when we didn't say the right words. He wants us to pray because prayer is his gift to us. He wants us to enjoy his gift to us. God has given us the ability to communicate with him wherever we are. He's given us the ability to communicate with him whatever our mental or emotional state is. Even whether we, we know the right words or not, even whether we even have words at that moment or not, we're told we have the Holy Spirit who interprets even our groans as prayers for God. And so prayer builds and strengthens and matures our relationship with God, which is a relationship that is meant to spill into our other relationships. And so with this prayer idea, I, I have an idea for this week. Guess what it is? Yes, pray. But first, I want you to, I want you to read Psalm 145, verse 18. Or read all of, one, all of Psalm 145 if you, if you want to. But read that, and then I'm going to ask you to pray differently. I'm going to ask you to, to create a habit of enjoying your access to God. See, some of you listening and watching have a very helpful scheduled time to pray. That's awesome. Others, prayer really isn't, isn't that big of a thing for you. You don't do it that much. There's no judgment whatsoever here. But for both groups there and everybody in between, try this this week. Include God in your day-to-day, minute-to-minute thoughts. Keep it simple 
Keep your prayers simple this week. Such as, when you wake up, say, God, thanks for a new day. Thanks that I, I, I have a chance to have another day. When you're getting in your car, say, God, please give me a safe drive right now. When you, when you think about your kids in school, say, God, please, please show them how much you love them right now. When you think about me, say, Jesus, please help him get his act together, for goodness sake. Or even when a, when a funny thing happens, you're like, God, that's funny. Thank, thanks for showing me that. See, keep it, keeping it simple will help those who've been doing it a long time, will help you remember that really prayer is about relationship, not this routine and ritual. And keeping it simple for, for those who haven't really done much prayer will give you a chance to start enjoying a deeper relationship with God. And even if you don't consider yourself a Jesus follower, try it. Say something like, God, are, are you really listening? Like, I'm not even sure you exist, which is totally fair. I'm not sure you exist. Are you even listening? Will you help me with blank? Or thank you for blank. Like, you know, there's something in my life that happened that I had nothing to do with. Thank you. Jesus didn't come to earth to create another religion with, with rituals and chanting and even incense smelling prayers. He came to, to provide direct access between God and his children. Prayer is not some secret mystical ritual that we have to endure or, or get right to make God happy. Prayer is a gift from God because he loves us and wants us to enjoy him. Prayer is not about getting what we want but enjoying who we have. So try it again. Praying really hard. <laughs> you could tell because my face is all scrunched up. My hands are clasped together. Yeah. My knuckles are even kind of white. Look, see? You got white knuckle prayers. White knuckle prayers. Wow. Yeah. I don't feel like that's what John was talking about, though. Oh, right. Right. It's not that complicated. It's not. No. Right. What can we do this it's week? It's not about getting what you want. No. It's about enjoying who you have. Yeah, I'm thankful that we have God on our side with us. We can talk to him anytime. I love that idea of just conversational prayers. Yeah. Throughout our day. Just like you're talking to your spouse or your buddy or... Yeah. Yeah. That's right. There's actually this, like, long-held Christian tradition of first thought the last thought and it's kind mm. of like that where you wake up in the morning and try to direct your first thought toward God and then before you fall asleep direct your last thought towards God awesome yeah so it's just a way to that seems doable yeah and then in between you know just keep the conversation going right 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 so what did you say earlier I'm sorry I interrupted you I don't know okay cool anyway <laughs> Uh, welcome. We're glad you watched. Hopefully you filled out the form. If you haven't yet, go ahead and do that. Uh, we do have a gathering coming up in a couple of weeks. We just had one last weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, so in one more week, we'll have an in-person gathering. We would love to see you there. We're going to have Kara from Every Child come and talk to us. Oh, cool. Yeah. About the work that, that they do at CASA. CASA is an umbrella organization um, that helps foster kids in Marion County. So Kara's going to come talk to us. It's going to be a lovely time. Mm -hmm. We'll have dinner. Afterwards, it's optional, you don't have to stay, but we'll do music, communion, have a speaker, and we'll just gather together and it'll be wonderful. So we're also gonna pass out some information about um, our December, um, how you can be for Salem opportunity. Mm -hmm. So we've, we'll have a little menu item, because you know, the holidays are coming up. Mm -hmm. It's a great time to help out people 
in our community and we'll have some options there for you. Some fun ideas, you can get the kids involved, you can be a family thing, you can just pick a few of the items on the list. Uh, but it's Sounds a great good. way to be for Salem during Christmas time. So I can't believe we're talking about Christmas, but next week's yeah. Thanksgiving, Yeah. which is also very exciting. Yes. Yeah. So happy Turkey Day. Yep. Thanks for watching this message. And sub podcasters. Oh yeah. Uh -huh. Phew, that was close. I know they were probably wondering, like, do you even remember that well, we are last night or anything? Do even know? Do you guys even remember? Hopefully, you liked and subscribed. Is that what you do on podcasts? Yeah, you subscribe. Well, yeah, you subscribe. Sure. You add us to subscribe on podcasts. It notifies you. That's right. Ding, ding. Same thing with YouTube. Mm-hmm. Ding. Ding. I don't think it dings. It doesn't, it doesn't in my mind. If you hit the notification bell, it does ding you. I oh, think. that's awesome. Yeah, you yeah. should do it. Ding. How about some questions? The turkey's done. Ding. <laughs> wow. That's going to be an editing that's, mess. Yeah, it will be amazing. That's You're going to have so much fun with that. Hopefully it was recording. Oh, wouldn't it be great if it was?